Talking industry, topical debate from the world of engineering, automation, and manufacturing. A DFA manufacturing media production. This Talking Industry edition is sponsored by Drives and Controls Exhibition, the number one event for automation, power transmission, and motion control. Taking place 4th to the 6th of June, 2024 at the NEC Birmingham. In association with Manufacturing and Engineering Week, drive the future at www.drives-expo.com. I guess, I mean, there's another risk type of risk as well, isn't there, which is which is not risks to bringing down your business as such, but the commercial value of the data and how you protect that. Is, is that something that needs to be considered to a greater degree? You know, you need, you need an, inter, an integrated, you know, security management approach. Uh, you know, it's you know, information security is about every bit of data that exists inside your your factory, your your business. Uh, you know, clearly the, the whole GDPR piece is the most uh, you know obvious and and legally vulnerable piece. But uh, you know, yeah, it, it's got to be thought about at a holistic level. Um, and and you know, you need people for whom information security is is their job to to think about this for you. It's it's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, and, and my experience is when you talk to the people in, for whom it's their job, you know, they're really open to the concept of data interoperability and, and, uh, and IoT because they, they get the controls that need to be put in place to, to manage it. Uh, you know, it's actually the people who don't have the understanding who are the ones who are most likely to take the just say no approach. Well, I think one of the other pieces is as well, with, with, with you, you're putting all these systems in, you know, gathering all this information, but we're back, we talked before about the right people to use that data mm. with the right skills to actually do something with it because collecting tons of data and if it's not the right data in the right format it's just like like a children's ball pit there's just lots of bits of information but you can't get and link it together so you is collecting it in the right way and the right people to do that so it's it's the right skills to sort of um capture that data manipulate the data understand it what do you want to do with it and, that, and that's really useful mm. I'd also reframe the question in the sense of what is the risk of not digitalizing? You know, can you actually stay stagnating without these technologies? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that was brought across very, very strongly by the uh, the point that Richard was making earlier. The you know the cost of not doing it is um, is prohibitive, isn't it? Yep. Um. Talking about your kind of advanced technologies, you know, your your digital twins and your augmented reality, where where's the boundary between those technologies and artificial intelligence and what role is that likely to play? I'd actually like to propose that these are designed in a very integrated manner. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest that these are separate things, separate initiatives. They all feed into each other. If I've got a good data management process, I probably can improve the way I'm going to use augmented reality. I'm going to improve the way I'm doing machine learning and same for digital twins. So um, if I've got a digital twin, I probably have um, the links between data and models a lot better defined, which means I probably can visualize data much better. So things like dashboards, things like augmented reality become much more feasible, potentially real time. Um, so I, I, I think 
when you're building a digital strategy, we need to look at these technologies holistically and not necessarily think I'm going to build a machine learning model. I think it has to be about the overall value that I'm trying to create and work backwards in terms of the different things that could contribute to that. I think as well, some of the digital twin, certainly for new lines, um, sustainability, energy um, management, energy monitoring, um, be able to create a replica of your factory in a digital environment that you can feed in the energy usage. You can start looking at optimizing your production um, from that digital twin, not just about producing the parts at the right rate, but actually looking at the energy monitoring and energy management element for sustainability. Um, you look at air pressure and how much, you know, air pressure as an example, how much it costs running compressors. Well, you can look at what what air pressure for, for value, um, not just about running your compressors flat out to just keep all your machines going, but you can start looking at optimising your production for the best value for the business and using that type of data from a digital twin um, to, to really understand your energy usage for putting a manufacturing line. And again, you if you know the usage, you can build it into a, a digital twin for legacy equipment as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I guess artificial intelligence is when the machines start to think for themselves, and uh, they decide um, they decide what condition monitoring strategy is necessary. <laughs> um, so perhaps we're not quite there yet. Um, I, I've got there's there's a question that I'd, I'd like to take now, which is um, from Rob, um, and it says. Um, can augmented reality be used as a better access dashboard, allowing easier and more detailed analysis of data? Or is this too simple? Yeah, I mean, if I sort of jump in, I think from my perspective, augmented reality could be used as a better access dashboard. Um, you know, we, we're doing, for example, a PhD project at the moment where we're trying to define what does the future maintainer look like? And I think in that context, we've been using augmented reality as as the means to access any type of data where the person needs it. So um, in that context, if we're thinking of the target is to improve efficiency in any given task, having information accessible would contribute to improving the efficiency. So I don't think it's necessarily too simple. I think it really depends on the task, depends on the availability of the data or, or the need for the data, all those kind of things really are key. Uh, but I do think augmented reality does have the potential to be, well, as one of its features, to be a dashboard uh, in that process. Excellent. Uh, I mean, I, I, sorry, Richard, yeah. Just to build on John's point, I, I, I think you know the key word for me in what John said is potential. Uh, I think the technology is, is exciting. Uh, but you know, it's not it's not at the stage yet where you could mass deploy it into a production environment. It's uh, you know, the headsets aren't there, the processing capability is not there. Um, but you, you can see you can see where it's going to go and how the gaming industry is going to is going to drive it that way. Um, yeah. it, it's 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 five to ten years out, not not two to three years out. Yeah, and, I mean, and if I, you go back to I the agree. survey, sorry, John. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with Richard, I, I agree. I think with augmented reality at the minute, if you want to present that sort of dashboard feature with data that's available, that's easily accessible, you can do that. 
but will it add a lot of value? I think there's questions there. I think the kind of context we're seeing that it's it's probably more useful is where it's very it's a complex task. It's you know difficult to address, um, and potentially you need your highly experienced people thinking about in that kind of context. How do we maybe de-skill these complex tasks? Augmented reality could help there. And also um, in situations where let's say an asset doesn't break down very often, augmented reality could be the assistant trying to solve the problem where people don't necessarily remember the process and it's giving them those nudges, giving them that the kind of step-by-step -step guidance. I think in those kind of environments, augmented reality can be powerful. I think at the moment, it's very costly to create a maintenance application for everything using augmented reality. Okay, uh, Richard, I, I did promise you on Friday afternoon that I'd come back to you and give you the opportunity to talk uh, a bit more about the techie side. So uh, this, this is probably an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've actually covered a lot, of, a lot of ground in the last you know, hour and 10 minutes. Um, you know, Dave has talked about about the sensors. Uh, you know, of actually collecting the data. Um, yeah, we, we've touched a little bit on the on getting data out of, of existing legacy machines and and you know moving that into a, a central repository. Um, so so that challenge of getting the data from you know data from the machine to, to the edge. You know, we, we've covered off. Uh, you know, we, we've talked a little bit. You know, in terms of you know both you know the security side of things about getting the data. You know, offsite. Uh, and some of the challenges there, uh, and and you know, John's talked a lot about what to do with the data that once you've got it in there. Um, but I, I think for me, you know, not, none of these none of these are easy challenges to solve. Um, uh, you know, you do need expertise in, in order to help you do it. They can be solved, uh, you know, very cost effectively, but you, you do need to bring in uh, you know subject matter experts to help you do it. So um, you know, I think you know my my encouragement would be is you know, don't try and turn yourselves into, you know, cloud computing and, and AI experts because you're not going to manage it. You know, focus on being maintenance professionals uh, and then look for technology partners uh, and delivery partners who can help advise you on, on the right, you know, the right tool to use, the right techniques to use. Um, and, and I think just, you know, one last thing on the data side of things is, you know, I, I'm. You know, I'd, I'd endorse everything John said about the potential of, of, of the um, the AI systems and, and you know digital twins, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you can still do a lot with not very much, um, you know, from data. And and too many people leap straight to the end state uh, of trying to be clever and miss out. You know, statistical process control was and is you know a fantastic technique for looking at anomalies in data. Uh, you know, you can do a simple control chart. You can just now do it digitally rather than on a piece of graph paper. Uh, and, but you can get just as much insight now as you as when I was plotting them in 1992 as a young graduate. I think the other piece as well with that is if you just look at the survey and the amount of companies that don't really have a structured maintenance plan and a method of monitoring the machines at the moment, a lot of businesses have got nothing uh, and absolutely understand the sort of augmented reality and elements to support but there's a lot that have haven't even got the basics yet and just getting into gathering some information at a, at a simple level as, as Richard just said to just start to visualize because the benefits that businesses will see 
actually generates the extra finances from the savings to start reinvesting. And it's that reinvesting to keep growing. You know, you can't go and put sensors on every solitary machine and all of a sudden you've got a fully fully integrated system that predicts everything because you, it's too much to start with. So, you know, pick your critical machines, but there's plenty of businesses that just haven't got anything yet or have got something really basic. So just start building. It's, you know, take one step at a time and you'll really then start to see some value. Yeah, I, I think that return on investment and therefore being able to continually reinvest is the is the key, isn't it? Because, you know, it's the old adage of start small, think big, scale fast. And if you follow that pattern, you should, um, you should uh, be saving a lot of this five thousand pounds a second or whatever it is in in the future and and hopefully not too soon well we're, we're hitting the the kind of 75 minute mark which is usually a, an indicator I'd, I'd like to finish with two questions um one is a specific question about a an application which is nice and the second one is a is a more general one um, from Aaron, and um, if Aaron's still on the call, I'll I'll ask him to uh, uh, come on board and ask it himself. But we'll first of all let's deal with the the more specific one, which is an example for a transformer oil leakage, which can be detected by oil level level sensors or switches, and small level leakages can be detected after certain levels down not at the time of leakage started i'm not quite clear what that means um for an electrical panel carbon was deposited on the contactor after operation of switching so only can only visualize or periodic maintenance may be required so essentially we're looking at a, a transformer oil leakage problem and um, and how can that be solved by sensors or switches and how would maintenance 4.0 help? Uh, I'll, I'll give a go first. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a decent condition monitoring engineer. Fortunately, I have in my team people who are much better condition monitoring engineers uh, than, than I am. Uh, I, I think um, you know, you, you've clearly got the opportunity to look at, at, at level in there. Uh, I would be looking at putting some um, continuous monitoring of the oil quality as well. So putting a sensor inside the oil bar to look at both the uh, to, to look at the, the chemical composition uh, of the oil uh, and, and any contaminants, uh, and, and potentially you could be looking at putting um, a camera uh, on the system as well to look at to look at leaks uh, and and you know smart cameras. I was on a presentation the other day. One of the other um you know presenters was talking about the cam the smart camera is the universal sensor um because there's so much you can do with a smart camera so that'll be my approach bit of bit of level switch switching bit of level sensing uh, a bit of uh monitoring of the oil itself uh inside the transformer and probably a camera brilliant answer anyone want to add anything to that so it sounds like a pretty comprehensive response and maybe richard could uh, could talk to our uh, um questioner and you know afterwards if they need any further help um meanwhile john's colleague um oh, sorry richard's colleague john has just dropped in an interesting stat from make uk which says that 88 percent of uk manufacturers have implemented some form of industry 4.0 technology but only 15 percent have fully adopted it so uh, so that's uh, food for thought in many different dimensions so let's come back to to aaron's question 
Um, and he's on the line, so I don't need to read it for him. Aaron, off you go. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've spoken to many manufacturers over the last, I don't know, last six months or so. Um, and investing in digital technologies for maintenance have been justified um, as a means of helping with a company's carbon footprint and helping with sustainability <clears throat> targets. Are you seeing this as an increasing reason for investment in digital maintenance technologies? Absolutely. Um, as we said, the cost of air pressure, um, power, you know, it, it just just understanding whether your machines are running and running efficiently, what power consumption, even down to silly things that, you know, where people turning them off when they're supposed to. Um, yeah, the sustainability element, the cost of energy now, um, it's more so than ever around understanding it. You know, people running compressors and not not turning compressors off, and just the cost of that. Motors running, machines idling. Um, there's a huge amount, but then it's just looking at efficiency, um, feed rates and cutting rates, and running on machines. If you can sense how much energy has been used, and you can start to optimize your cutting patterns, um, digital twins can give you some of that element as well, where you can, if you can build the model correctly, but just understanding cutting patterns and if you the feed rates. Um, to optimise the amount of loading that the motor's going through for the power you're using. So it's it's becoming bigger all the time, really, energy now. So would you say then it's, it's going to be one of the main reasons to justify um, maintenance and dig digital in, uh, investment effectively? Because although a lot of people have struggled to get through um, based on, especially SMEs, on, on a cost simply by saying, oh, we need this technology because it's what we need to do for the future. And companies will come back and say, their MDs might say, well, yeah, it's a great thing, but we just can't justify it. But if you go back and you actually said, well, if we don't do this, if, sorry, if we do do this, we could actually save money. We can actually prove our carbon footprint, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then in the future, if we don't have that ability to prove what we're actually doing, um, it will actually cost more for the company. I think we need to really focus on how do we make justifications, these kind of return on investment analysis and and wider than that, really. I think we need processes to do that because we're missing a lot of opportunities because we're not able to justify in the right manner. Okay. Yeah. I think our, our, you know maintenance and energy optimization are both subsets of the broader topic of, of asset management. Uh, you know, a uh, you know, a well-maintained, you know, efficient machine normally consumes less power. Uh, you know, a, a fridge, a fridge compressor running at poor efficiency is probably going to have a maintenance-induced, you know, maintenance-related failure at some point as well. So, mon monitoring energy is is part of, is one of your condition monitoring techniques. Uh, you know, the advantage of, of energy reduction is, of course, you can cash it up straight away, whereas some of the other CM techniques are, are much more of an, of an upfront investment and a cost avoidance uh, rather than a a cost saving. Uh, our, our customer number one with RS Industria was uh, uh, a guy called Ben. He's the site engineer at, at Kerry Foods in Tenby Wells, and he's you know, he's now two years into his his digitisation journey. And, and he you know he started out in, in utility management, you know, focusing on his utility consumption, and has used that as the as the business lever to then allow him to invest in in much more broadly in other areas of the digitisation of his maintenance function. Excellent. Okay. Thanks. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It would be good if we could, um, you know, promote industry's role in uh, in solving uh, net zero activities because, you know, wrongly 
industry often gets a bad a bad press when it comes to environmental issues whereas i think we actually have a massive contribution to make um and perhaps we're uh, we're better placed than many politicians are to um to to use technology to take the whole issue of saving the planet forward anyway that's my political message for the day i i think with that um i will thank our speakers very much and uh, i'm sure our attendees will give you all uh, a virtual round of applause for uh, for your efforts the uh, this morning which was excellent very informative came at uh, a number of issues from different angles which is uh, which is excellent so thank you very much for that goodbye everybody thank you for listening to talking industry this talking industry edition is sponsored by driving controls exhibition the number one event for automation power transmission and motion control taking place 4th to the 6th of June 2024 at the NEC Birmingham in association with Manufacturing and Engineering Week. Drive the future at www.drives-expo.com Stay tuned across all podcast apps, follow us on social, subscribe to our newsletters and keep up to date at talkingindustry.org.